on Stick to Football. Plenty of news to break down, but it is time for the stickies. And a lot of you are wondering what the hell is that guy yelling about. But we care about our listeners, which is why we go on a 12-week tailgate tour. It's why we do events all across the country. Mellow Connor is here. You can check it out on YouTube. Mello has been working his ass off to get these ready. But I just wanted to start the show by saying that we do this. It's kind of silly. It's kind of nonsensical. But we mean it. And I know for me, when we started this podcast, when Connor and I started this two and a half years ago, it was all about the listeners. And we have this amazing community of stickies that listen to the show. They come all across the country uh, to meet up with us. So we're going to give out some awards. We're going to have some fun interviews. Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl is going to join us. He doesn't know he's winning an award. We're going to completely surprise him. It's going to be great. Uh, but Mello Connor, take it away. Jim Nagy will probably not give a shit about Adam. winning a sticky, but yeah, he will be surprised with that today. And this is one of my favorite shows that we do. Uh, we brought it on last year uh, just to kind of give back and show that the people that listen to this show and interact with us on Twitter we really respect and appreciate what you do to help grow this show. Uh, it's not just the three hosts. It's not the people back in the production room. Uh, it's the people listening to it are probably just as important as we are. Yeah, when we started this, you know, we were trying to figure out ways to get the audience involved. We didn't want to just be talking at people. We didn't want to just be rambling on about college prospects all the time. We wanted to get your questions involved, and that's how Draft on Draft came about. And, and I think through that, we've developed such a great relationship with the listeners from those questions onto the tailgate tour, and now one of the best shows of the year, and that is tonight on the Stickies. All right, it's going to be fun, but we do have to talk about this, guys. Mississippi is now the pirate and the playboy. We got Mike Leach and Lane. Kiffin in the same state, and I came up with that, and I was really proud of it. And I thought you both laughed. We didn't. Didn't react. Thank you, thank you. Okay, yeah. and you're no, both just like, like this idiot. That was pretty good. But Mike Leach to Mississippi State, and y'all, I want to. I just want to. Sometimes you got to be like, hey, remember when I said this? Well, on Twitter, Mike Leach went off to some reporters, and I tweeted, it was like, it feels like he's just done at Mississippi State. It feels like he's tired of that whole situation. Turns out he was named for a couple interviews, but Mike Leach in the SEC is going to be insane. We really haven't seen anyone like this in the SEC. And for Mississippi State to go from Joe Moorhead, who's like running back, running back, running back, to Mike Leach, who's like, I don't use a running back. It's going to be a big change for them. They have a quarterback coming in who is a perfect fit for this system. I'm excited to see basically the air raid in Starkville. I mean, it is pretty ridiculous. The SEC, usually your old, boring, white coaches. Now you get some excitement in there with Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. Uh, Mississippi's just like, fuck it. You know what? What can we do to compete with We're these other guys? We're going to at least guys? sell tickets. And, and Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, they're at least going to be excited for media days. Like the tickets for media days, for SEC media days, is going to be ridiculous. They're going to be hard to get. They're probably going to be going on secondary market somehow. Like the SEC is printing their money. I actually saw Ticket City already has Egg Bowl tickets that you can buy. Oh, yeah. Even that. I believe like, it. Yeah. If you can do any press for that, you can get an interview, get a microphone in front of these guys. It's going to be gold. Connor, I'm going to need you to go ahead and book production because Sticks Football is going to the SEC Media Days. I mean, we have We're to gonna be there. just to get to talk to all these guys. <laughs> and this hire reminds me a little bit of the Lane Kiffin hire where – it's a splash hire. It's flashy. We almost like the personalities or we're drawn to the personalities of the coaches more than their, what they do on the field at times. Now, I know Leach is going to score a ton of points. It's going to be fun to watch. I don't know if this is the move that necessarily puts them over the top for the long term, but I think at least the offense at Mississippi State will be fun for a bit. I saw a, a rumor on Twitter that I guess the forward to Mike Leach's book is called Sometimes You Gotta Pee on the Dog, which is so 
perfect Sounds for Mississippi right. State, right? We do have some actual real news, guys. Jake Fromm declared for the 2020 NFL Draft. We have really, I think in the last month, backed off talking about Jake Fromm. After the SEC Championship game, it felt like maybe he would go back. But Kirby Smart at Georgia, I don't know if y'all have ever seen this stat. He has never convinced an offensive player to return to Georgia when they were on the fence. Defensive players have always returned. He's something like 9-0 and getting defensive players to return, but uh, he's like the Bengals when it comes to getting offensive players to come back. Jake Fromm throws his hat into the NFL ring, and for me, fellas, from a draft perspective, he could be the fourth quarterback drafted, and that could be late first round. He could be the eighth quarterback drafted, and that could be third round. I feel like Jake Fromm is such a, an enigma compared to the tier two quarterbacks that we talk about with Jordan Love, who threw a ton of picks this year, but he's all traits. Jacob Eason, who's like sculpted out of marble to play the quarterback position, huge right arm, but had a lot of really bad decision making games, especially against good defenses. With Jake Fromm, I think the question is, we have a guy now who actually regressed the last two years and didn't show a ton of promise against good defenses. I know you can point to you know what he didn't have at receiver, but both his offensive tackles are going to be top 50 picks. you got a running back who's going to be a top 50 pick. Isaac Nada was there last year. They've got some talent at Georgia. He just hasn't been taking advantage of it. So I think with Jake Fromm, my question starts there. you got a small guy, 6'2", 220, doesn't have a big arm, and with some pretty good skill players, couldn't get the job done. Yeah, it is interesting that he comes out. I mean, I really, I really thought he was going back to Georgia. I didn't take him off my board because Cole Komet burned me, but I really expected Jake Fromm to go back to Georgia and try to build something there. Um, now you got to wonder who replaces him. I, I think that you have to go to the transfer pool uh, because. Justin Fields isn't walking through that door. Kirby Smart did one hell of a job recruiting and and kind of planning for the next thing. But now Jake Fromm's gone. Georgia needs a quarterback. Uh, I think a guy like Jamie Newman has been rumored. Uh, He's in Georgia right now working out with uh, quarterback coach Quincy Avery. So that could be a good situation if you're a Bulldogs fan. Maybe a little addition by subtraction. Jake Fromm leaves. You can bring in a more exciting quarterback that can throw the ball. that can move around a little bit. I like Jamie Newman. I, I like him quite a bit, too. And I think that Georgia is definitely going to be a hot topic for all of these guys who are looking to transfer. And I know they just lost a running back in recruiting, but I really feel that's the route they go. If it's a K.J. Costello from Stanford or you know some of these other guys that are going to transfer, Georgia has to be like the number one spot now. Yeah, and Newman, I mean, that should be their number one target. He's really got everything you could ask for physically, and I think this would be a really good landing spot. for. But going back to Jake Fromm, it's a little bit of a surprise, but I'll say this. He started for three years. You know, he cut his interception down by one each year. Seven as a freshman, six as a sophomore, five as a junior. Yes, he didn't, you know, push the ball down the field, especially this year. He's an accurate, smart, you know, smart decision maker, but just not overwhelming at all in any physical aspect of the game. This is usually not my kind of quarterback prospect. I'll n- I will not have a round one grade on Jake Fromm. I don't think many people uh, that do this in the media will. I'm curious to see if there's any teams that will because he's such a smart, intelligent guy that are in- that will interview well. But I think you look at Fromm, he's probably a later day two long-term backup that can definitely hold the fort for you at times, but I just don't see him as a high upside long-term starter in the NFL, which makes his evaluation so interesting at this level. Guys like Fromm do sometimes scare me because it's like, oh, he's smart and he's accurate and he's tough and experienced, but it's just so limiting physically that it's where the NFL is going. 
you do wonder with Jake Fromm. And, and what's unfortunate is not a senior. So we're not going to get to see him at the Senior Bowl unless Which he would have helped somehow him a graduated lot. in three years. I really think it would have. I, I, yeah. I definitely think it would have. I do think that one knock on Fromm is that like, he didn't lead that offense. He wasn't the guy there. They obviously have the stable of running backs every year. It, it reminds me a lot of what we saw with Andrew Luck at Stanford, though. Not in the same category of, of player, but that offense that they ran didn't really allow Jake Fromm to make a lot of great throws. It was a lot of dink and dunk occasionally take a big shot down the sideline or something, you know, up to seam. But I, I like from maybe as a second round guy, he could be a prospect that I think could come around and bite everybody in the ass though, and actually turn out to be a pretty damn quarter, good quarterback. Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, mm-hmm. it could be that, that type of player. Now a guy who decided to go back to school, one of Connor's favorite players in this class, Trey Smith from Tennessee. It's been a punishing guard for that Vols offense. So, guys, I actually like this decision, though. It's a guy who missed an entire season of college football because of blood clots. It's been a, I've had a little bit of some concerns about conditioning. It seems like he got a little big. I think going back for a senior year, really going to give him an opportunity to prove that, hey, the blood clots aren't a problem. I've been playing for two years, work on that conditioning. Maybe we even, I don't know if we see him move back to left tackle. I know they got a kid coming in. Uh, we'll see if he's eligible or not. But this Tennessee offensive line is going to be crazy next year. This is a team, what, what, they went eight games this year, seven, seven eight games yeah. this year. So, not going to say they're back, but they're at least moving in the right position. UT is back. I I like the decision, but it also really surprises me. I thought this was going to be another Tua situation uh, where the health concerns made him go to the NFL draft. Uh, But as a college football fan, I am excited to see another big guy return. Now, you mentioned the Tennessee offensive line. They're actually getting a Georgia transfer, Cade Mays, the guy that played left tackle in the SEC championship in the bowl game, looked very good. Now he's transferring to Tennessee. That's a whole other topic that we could rant on. But I, this Tennessee offensive line in very good shape. Trey Smith, I hope that he gets the opportunity to prove, yes, he's healthy and that he can dominate uh, left guard or left tackle. I, I think he's a very good prospect, intriguing for 2021 now. I think the most noteworthy thing about this is that this Tennessee team could be for real next year with their offensive line. Not as a whole. They're in the SEC. It's going to be hard. But at least they're going to be a very competitive football team. I mean, Trey Smith was all SEC first team this year, and that was at left guard. I am curious to see if some of this decision has to do with him maybe wanting to move back to tackle, whether that's left tackle, right tackle, like you said, with the transfer decision, with a guy coming in, how will that impact things? But I do want to know, is he trying to not only improve his stock because of health reasons, he started 11 games this year, but it was still a huge question mark after the sophomore year. Uh, But does he want to go back to tackle? He's six foot six. He's listed at 325. He looks bigger than that to me, guys. He's gigantic, this guy. But if you turn on the tape against Alabama, that's all you need to see. This guy is pushing the pile against Alabama. He can hang with the big dogs. He's a first-round talent, and maybe next year he'll be a top-15 pick as a tackle or guard. May have actually ruined Raekwon Davis's draft stock. So, uh, without a doubt. Uh, big, big day for Trey Smith. And finally, one more quarterback's name is in the ring. If you like Jameis Winston, well, you buckle up. Cole McDonald is in. I love Cole McDonald this. had a farm, baby. E-I-E-I-O. A lot of picks, a lot of touchdowns. He's a, a gunslinger from Hawaii, and I want to be completely transparent. I thought there was no way in hell this kid was declaring, so uh, the only work I've done on him is what I've seen on TV. You you can see my laptop. I was watching <laughs> right. YouTube clips right now on Cole McDonald. Uh, I haven't watched him either. I, I He's not on my board. Maybe he jumps in there. I don't know because I haven't watched any tape on him yet. 
another guy that I just really thought was going to stay at Hawaii. I mean, why the hell would you leave Hawaii? It's got to be a pretty good gig going on there. So I'll get caught up on Cole McDonald. I haven't done anything yet. I wonder if this was the decision that had to do with, you know, getting out of school before potentially losing your job. I I think that's what it came down to for him. You know, he didn't uh, start the entire year. At Hawaii, the turnovers were definitely an issue. Now, yep. what I will say with Cole McDonald is that he's not only, you know, a, a, he has the right size, but he has a big arm. It's a lively arm. He was a lot of fun to watch play this year. Once again, I don't even know if he'll be drafted, but if you're going by arm talent, he's got it. He really does. He's going to wow people. I think if he gets a combine invite, He's going to be throwing the ball around there, and at his pro day, it's going to open some eyes. The Cole McDonald experience is just like the Jameis experience, but it was so fun to watch this year. Yeah, If I were at Hawaii, guys, I'd have to leave early because there's no way I could stay eligible for four years. No way at all. <laughs> right, let's just be a beach bum right, for three years. Exactly, right? I'd have a great tan, though. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Jim Nagy gets surprised with a sticky. Guys, well, welcome to the show. Jim Nagy, Executive Director of the Senior Bowl. And Jim, I have to apologize. We had you on the show under false pretenses, buddy. We said we wanted to co- have you come on talk about the Senior Bowl, and we do. But you are also winning an award. This is the Stickies, and you are our 2019 Guest of the Year. So congratulations. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> great. I Winner it. number one. Awesome. My first, Thank my first you. award in a long, long time. I, I might have had a dubious one in high school in like the mock elections or something. Might have been the last one. Jim, is there thank anyone you. you want to thank off the top? You three. That's all. <laughs> Fair the, enough. The, the Bleach Report crew is, is all is that, and, and obviously uh, everyone on staff at the Reese Senior Bowl. But no, you three, every, everything you guys have done for us in our game and and uh, supporting me since I've been in this role with the, with the, with the game. It's been awesome. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough. You guys know how much I, I love coming on with you and meeting you up at Tuscaloosa and things like that. So uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And we're going to have a bunch of fun years ahead of us. It might seem like a joke, but really, Jim, you are in some elite company. It is you and Patrick Mahomes for guest of the year of Stick to Football. I mean, that's, that's a good crowd right there. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I'll I'll take that. I'll take I'll take Pat Mahomes any day. That's awesome. Yeah. So we do want to talk to you about the Senior Bowl because it is coming up quickly. Our flights leave in eleven days. Uh, we'll be flying down there to hang out with you for the week. And I, I did want to ask a couple uh, softball type questions, but want to have some fun with it. Who is the sure. best player on the roster that you think no one knows about? I actually was trying to figure this out myself. Um, who, like who my answer would be because I know I got to get ready to do a lot of radio while we're down there and. My answer, uh, and and the other guys can chime in if they want. Robert Hunt from Louisiana Lafayette is he still on roster? Because that was going to be my dude. He is he is not on the roster. He had to have fourth hernia surgery uh, oh, in December. I got that. I got that unfortunate call from Billy Napier about a month ago. It was, it was crushing because I thought that Robert would have a chance to to really be a riser through the process. I thought he'd come down. Really, the one thing missing was you know level of comp. I know you know people want to see him against. A bunch of SEC guys, and if you if you look if you see what our South Sea line is going to look like, it's a it's a pretty nasty group. And uh, if he could have at least held his own during the week, he would have he would have really elevated. I think that um, yeah, he's a starting level guard for the league, no doubt. You know, I think that he's right now probably like a late second, third for most teams. I would say right now, but uh, you know, after Mobile 
similar jump like Titus Howard made last year up into the up into the twenties. That wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have surprised me at all. Uh, how frustrating for... is it for you, Jim, to have guys, even if it's injury or other you know circumstances? How frustrating is it for you to have guys drop this late? Yeah, that one was that wasn't as late as some of them, guys. No, it's it's very frustrating. <laughs> Again, it's it's just disappointing because you you know you, you get you get really jacked up about what the roster is going to look like and. Uh, and then you're going to take hits, you know. We just in the last couple of weeks we've had three or four guys with uh, postseason surgeries and everything. But it's just the nature of football. You got to expect it, and uh, it's why we do what we do all year. You're ready. You're ready with uh, the next name. So um, yeah, it's definitely disappointing though because you're just uh, you're just envisioning certain guys out there on the field and, and doing their thing and. To not have him get down here is, is disappointing, but it, it is what it is. In some more exciting news, in addition rather than subtraction, obviously the Jalen Hurts news is huge. And, of course, a lot of that is because what he did on the field these last couple of years. But, Jim, I saw you tweet about it. What kind of star power does Jalen Hurts bring to Mobile? Uh, about as much as, as anyone I can remember coming down to the game in the last, I think this is going to be like my 24th senior bowl Um you know, Tim Tebow is the guy that I keep pointing to in our local media. That's the last guy that's helped us sell out Lad People Stadium back in, I think that was 2012. Um, and we really hope Jalen has the same effect. He's, you know, he's, he's a big name nationally. Obviously, he won the, he was a runner up for the Heisman Trophy, but, but really down here in the state of Alabama, uh, and locally in Mobile, it's a huge Crimson Tide fan base down here. Just what Jalen did on the field, you know, 26 and 2 as a starter, national title, but, how he handled himself uh, with, you know, the unique circumstances of being that successful and getting demoted behind Tua and just the, just the class that he, he, you know, handled that with. And then coming off the bench and, and you know, leading, the, leading him to an SEC championship game against Georgia, he's a beloved figure down here. I mean, people love him. And, I, I mean, people love Tua down here too, but uh, I think Jalen might even be more popular. I mean, just, I mean, re- honestly. So get him getting in the game, Justin Herbert was a big announcement nationally. You know, talked to the NFL Network guys yesterday, and they were high fiving in the office because that's that's big for ratings for them getting Justin in. But for us here locally, uh, getting Jalen Hurts in, he was he was really the big fish that we needed to land uh, for this year's game. Well, Jim, you got Jalen, you got Justin. Are you waiting on Joe Burrow still, or are we? Uh, are we maybe his rise has been too big, and the season's going on too late. What are you guys expecting with Joe Burrow? Uh, I'm still, I'm still hoping guys. I'm, I'm, I really, I'm a, I'm a positive person by nature. I, I'm really trying to be optimistic with things and I, people might think I'm crazy, but I think there's a good chance Joe ends up here. We'll, we'll see after Monday, but you know, I, I had a chance to meet him at the Manning camp over the summer and I uh, had a good interaction with him again at SEC media days. And I, I've spoken with his dad, uh, Jimmy Burrow, and you know, he's a longtime football coach, just retired this past year from Ohio U and uh, so it, we had a great conversation on the phone. He actually said, and this has nothing to do with me. This is this is all about senior bowl is why I'm saying this. But when he said, Joe doesn't get excited about a lot of things. But when he met you this summer, he was really fired up. He called me. He was excited because um, he's always wanted to play in the senior bowl. So and he, and he said, I don't he said, you know, no one saw this year coming. You, you know, the family didn't really see this coming. You know, it, to the level it's gotten to everyone expected Joe to have a good year. And I know Joe expected to have a great year, but. You know, to be in position to be the number one overall pick, I, I don't even think, you know, the Burroughs saw that coming. So, um, but, you know, we, we do have some recruiting help. I always I always enlist anyone I can to help us recruit for the game. And, and Zach Taylor has reached out to the 
to the Burrow family, and there's some really cool uh, <laughs> Nebraska awesome. ties there. You know, Joe's two older brothers were Cornhuskers, mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. Zach Taylor played quarterback there. And, and uh, you know, Jimmy Burrow coaching with Frank Stolich all these years, and, and, you know, Frank being the former Nebraska head coach. So there's there's a lot of crossover there in terms of people they know and, and, and things of that nature. So um, they just want to get Joe here and spend, spend the week with them. I think it's important for them to – you know, get a feel for him. But like the point they made to the boroughs, it's just as important. They want Joe to, you know, get, get a feel for them and what their organization's about and how their, you know, coaching staff goes about things. So if they're going to get this marriage kicked off and it's going to be a long-term deal, um, why no better place to start than here in Mobile and really, you know, really just get, you know, dig in deep and go and get into meetings and, you know, get on the field and all those things. So that's, that's where we're at with it, and we'll see uh, after Monday's game. That's the only guy left. Yeah, and it sounds like you're just – we're all connecting the dots. The Nebraska one I hadn't thought of yet. That is a, a great point. We know you got a speaking engagement, man, so we won't keep you much longer, but I did want to give you a chance. Friday night in Mobile, you're doing something new this year. Uh, I'm actually so excited about it. I'm going to stay in Mobile, and they go to the Super Bowl after the fact. But there's going to be a concert. There's going to be a street party. What do you guys got going on Friday night? Yeah, just trying to build this thing out, guys. And I, I know I've said it on your on – your pod before is being in Nashville for the draft last year was an eye opener for me just the you know I feel like we've got we've got even a better event than the draft in terms of all the football and the accessibility to all these players and NFL guys I mean it's really unique you guys I know you guys love it um but what the draft did what they did in Nashville was just create that party atmosphere so that's that's all we're trying to do uh, we're going to have a Mardi Gras party on uh parade on Friday night with all the players because Mobile is the home of Mardi Gras uh, you know, not popular belief is that it's New Orleans, but it is Mobile. So we're gonna we're gonna stay true to our roots. Have a Mardi Gras parade with the players. They're gonna be chucking autograph footballs uh, to the kids. It's it's gonna be an awesome little parade. It's only like five blocks. We're not gonna make these guys uh, the day before the game be walking the streets of Mobile all over the place. But short little parade, and then it's gonna end in Cathedral Square. And we've got the Revivalists playing. They were. Uh, the 2017, I think, Billboard uh, New Rock Band of the Year. They're really good. They're and they're great live. Um, so that's going to be. They're expecting 15 to 20 thousand people downtown Mobile. So really, it's creating the look that we want to have. And then we can now after that, once we get some, you know, pictures of what Mobile looks like during Senior Bowl week, building this thing out, then we can pump that out next year. And hopefully, uh, you know, the masses come. This is an awesome event. I know you guys have been so awesome helping us, helping us push it. Um, because it is, it is such a unique thing, but we need to do more internally from uh, our office to uh, give people more of a reason than just the football to come down. So that's why we're uh, we're jacked up about Friday night. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Now we are jacked up as well. Our plans for the week are huge, as you know. Uh, can't wait to see you down there. Uh, first beer is definitely on Mellow. Uh, he'll buy it for you. So, uh, that's right. yes. <laughs> so we'll see you soon, Jim. Again, congratulations. Uh, stick to football guest of the year, Jim Nagy. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Love coming on. Welcome back to the Stickies, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Nagy gets guest of the year. And, Mello, it is time to announce our listener of the year. Man, this is a hot award this year, and I think a lot of people had an opinion on it. We got together, the three of us, and we wanted to figure out who is the sticky, who is the listener uh, that kind of best represents us, our brand, and is devout listener to us. This year, we are going with, drum roll, please... Andrew Magnuson. Mags is, Mags is here to join us, too. Uh, Mags, I love you, what you did for us this year, man. Coming out to all the tailgate tours, interacting with people on Twitter, being a new listener from the year 2019, uh, you are a stick-to-football listener of the year. 
Thanks, guys. I've always uh, definitely a big honor. I've always dreamed of winning a Dundee, but I think uh, winning Sticky of the Year might even top that. It, it is a big honor. And, Mags, uh, we want to highlight why. I mean, you were at multiple tailgate stops. You were in Dallas for the Red River Shootout. Was that the first? You were in Austin for wearing a Joe Kane T-shirt uh, for LSU Texas. You were in Madison, Wisconsin. You live in Oklahoma. That's the only thing I have against you. But you went from... <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin to Austin, Texas. Look at a map, kids. It's harder to find than Iran. That's really far. And you made it to multiple events. And today, you're actually on the other side of a door. You're in Joplin, Missouri today to get your award. So you're a well-traveled man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I definitely encourage all the stickies. Um, if, if you get some time, the tailgate tour is awesome. I got to go to three this year, and every single one, I just had a blast from you know from drinking beers at ten o'clock in the morning to you know the the after the game festivities, and I, I couldn't encourage, couldn't uh, couldn't recommend it any higher to, to everybody else. So, Mags, what was I mean? You've experienced a plenty of them right now. I feel like I saw you more than any of my family members or my friends at home. <laughs> Which was the best one? Oh, it was Madison. Yeah, it wasn't even close. hands down, I mean, right? The, I, I mean, I lo- love Dallas, love Austin. Don't get me wrong. But the people in Madison just made it so special. So much fun. I danced with two old people that day. I was going to say, Mags, what was your highlight of the tailgate tour? Not just the tailgates, but the entire event, the entire day. Oh, Lord, let's see. Ooh, man, that would probably be, I think, after we went to the W bar. Um, all the stickies, I think we're watching the uh, Texas-Oklahoma State game. We're all uh, we're we're a, bit, we're a bit intoxicated at the time. And we're just uh, we're singing every every song that comes on. And uh, just having a good old time. I think that was uh, that was that was definitely a highlight for me. How many tailgate stops are you going to hit in 2020? Because this is redeemable. You can win two years in a row. You are the Chicago Bulls. You could come back next year and win this thing. Uh, we haven't released the schedule, but I'm going to need a commitment from you right now on how many you're going to. Yeah, you know, I think I think three is the uh, I think I think three is the magic number. Uh, I, I let my wife let me <laughs> out of the house for those, so. Uh, if I got it this year, I should be able to get it next year too. So, so if you're looking to convince your wife to let you go to leave the house this year, not you, Mags, anyone else, you could say the Stick to Football Listener of the Year got to go to three. How long have you been listening to this show, Max? Because I know we had we had Ant the Oreo win it last year, and Ant was actually like a, a day one listener, which is rare because we kind of just launched this show without a ton of promo. So when did you hop on board? So it was before the 2018 draft. I want to say pr- like two months prior, so about mid-February. That's a long time. Of 2018. Yeah. How did you find us on Stick so, to uh, Football? The Report app. Uh, I mean, I've had the Bleacher Report Great app forever. App. Um, always been a great. Always been a big fan of of your work and the scouting notebook and uh you know just one one day i think i was scrolling down the uh the team stream for the cowboys and uh you guys uh you guys popped up and it was like i, I you know it might have been the leighton vander esch interview i i, I want to say and it was like you know he, uh, you know have matt miller and sick of football interview leighton vander esch and i remember seeing that i was like whoa this guy has a podcast you know it's like porn, just Cowboys fan porn right there. Like, we got Leighton Van Der Esch on and Matt Miller. It's amazing. All right, now, Max, we appreciate you, dude. This is a, a big honor. There's been a lot of competition amongst uh, you stickies on Twitter. So uh, be careful because now there's a target on your back. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, you might have to watch yourself. I feel like Andrew Harbaugh is going to be trying to come at you and, and take your throne next year. But congratulations. When you walk back into the office, we have a pretty certificate for you and as a reward tonight, you get all the beer you can drink at Club 609 in downtown Joplin. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
It is time to hand out some awards. No, it's not the Heisman. It's not the All-Pro team. It is the Stickies. And yes, we ripped this idea off from the office, but uh, who cares? We're going to have fun with it. Right. Everyone does it. Mello, this is your brand child. You know, I bring the mock drafts. Connor brings the news and notes, and you bring the Stickies to this show. Uh, I'm going to let you run the segment, buddy. I get one time a year <laughs> right, to do something, it. and this is it. This is my baby. There are 20 awards that we are oh giving God. out today 20 Woo. awards not just people not just <laughs> members of the stick to football hall of fame there are some listeners on here you might not know let's start off with the first one the 2019 stick to football food of the year is going to I'm not doing honey fire that. barbecue in nashville tennessee if you didn't see that one coming you have not been following me and matt because it is our favorite food i'm going to speak for you on this one this award is presented to the 2019 food or restaurant that changed the lives of one or more stick to football podcast hosts and that goes to the great people at honey fire barbecue thank you we will see you soon in march 2019 kid of the year. And since we recently changed the definition of who can buy tobacco, I'm saying anybody under the age of 21 can be determined as a kid. So the stick to football kid of the year is going to an adult. That is Dakota Cox, the Alabama fan. Uh, he came to see us in Nashville. He came to see us in Tuscaloosa. He has some great content on Twitter as well. So if you're not following him already, now make sure you do that because he's got a bright future. Uh, so fuck you, boomers. Dakota Cox, kid of the year. The 2019 Twitter at... Hold on, Mello. <laughs> Sorry. I have a runner-up for kid of the year. Uh, Runner-up for kid of the year is Luke Voigt because <laughs> oh. <laughs> when he came into this office, he was like a 10-year-old. The amount of basketball we played and how long we did the show, uh, Luke Voigt, not only one of our favorite guests of the year, but Luke Voigt is also runner-up for kid I of the year. I said Melo's just rapid-firing. I didn't know things. if you wanted to add in your little tidbits of them. I'll, interge- I'll interject okay. when I have an opinion. But you just but stop me if you want want to say anything here guys the 2019 twitter at of the year this is the dan did it and 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 award goes to his buddy the dildozer 72 uh dylan came out to madison he saw us uh and usually i like to 